What is going on, Worship Production Podcast? It's Worship Production Podcast. We're back two weeks in a row. Two weeks in a row. We're getting a little consistency here. We're seeing oh, yeah. some good things. We're shooting and for the moon. We're shooting for the moon. We're doing good. And hey, did y'all hear that new intro music last week? Oh yeah. How'd you guys Ooh. dig that? Yeah. It's it's a it's a new little ditty we uh, put together. A little ditty. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we're excited though because we got a whole bunch in store for tonight. Uh, we want to just give you a whole rundown on. Uh, oh yeah, what are we talking about tonight here, Tim? So we're gonna jump in and talk about cable management, why yeah. it's important, and then we're gonna talk about troubleshooting AV, troubleshooting, you know, music gear, you know, AV, the production, light sound, the, the lot of it. Yeah, we're so excited to talk about that because it's a there's there's a lot that can go great with production, mm-hmm. but there's also a lot wrong that can come up when yeah, putting production and, things together and yep, the, just randomly sometimes. <laughs> yeah. No, it it really is, and that's kind of what I tell like so many of like the clients that I'd work with. They'd be like, "Oh, well, this is going wrong," and I'm like, "Yeah, like it it does. Like it's technology at the end of the day. Like it mm-hmm. goes wrong." Um, and what I tell people all the time, I'm like, if it didn't, I wouldn't have a job. Right. What's the point yeah. of me if it just worked when you <laughs> plugged it in? Like, that defeats the whole purpose of my job. So, like, I'm glad it's not working, frankly. Because <laughs> I, I, I get to put food on the table if it's right. not working. So, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. So, I'm like, I'm upset for you, but also nice. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> you oh, know? man, I'm really sorry your live stream didn't work last week. But the chili that i'm having tonight (laughs) yeah thanks for that thank you yeah and it's it's crazy how in-depth like problems can come up because problems will always be there there's never you're never gonna have a perfect product that just doesn't fail yep you know you're gonna have errancy rates all Mm -hmm. those things and um with leds and led video walls stuff like that yeah there's so many different things that can go wrong from the computer the source that you're sending the signal to the wall itself mm-hmm. you know yeah. from the cables that are speaking to the processor that's speaking through the cables and all the ports that connect to that and the cables within the pro the panels that are jumping it from the port to the hub card and then the hub card itself <laughs> and then the the port that comes out of the hub card into the module and then on the module, like the leads that connect the pixel to the module, but like you're, you're just like it's all it's all just doesn't work. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> everything goes wrong. There are so many things that can break. It's so like so yeah. like delicate. Yeah, and no, I'd love to hear more about like the troubleshooting in in the video stuff because that's definitely not my level of expertise. Yeah, but before we jump into that. Let's just kind of quick go over kind of what we did this week. I I didn't really do much um, different than normal, but Quinn, go ahead and explain kind of what you were doing last week. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I went to California, uh, crossed over to the west side. Yeah, yeah. And uh, just did an install, 45 panels, nine, uh, uh, nine wide by five high. And it's really cool because this is a church plant. Um, they're called Solid Rock. Check them out. But uh, they, they're they doing a church plant in a ballroom for a hotel. And okay. every week they come in at like 5 a.m. 
set up their entire church service like a stage the lighting the the media booth the now the video wall they're going to be setting up yep and all the chairs everything from scratch every week it's they're putting in so much work to get that together but it was such a blessing to go and help them um just i i trained them on how to set up this wall and tear it down every week what like best practices the most efficient ways to do it because they they're gonna have like a couple hours until service that they have to set up this wall and get it ready to go um so they're super excited about it uh it went really smooth um it's an elevated ground stack which means that we put truss on the ground and Mm -hmm. we raise the screen so that it's not flush with the base plates like it it goes up they they elevated it 16 inches off Mm -hmm. the ground um 2.9 pixel pitch color batch h teen which which is just something that we use to discern uh different pixel because well, I can run down that really quickly, but pixels come in different color batches. Yeah. So they're produced all together, like a millions and millions of pixels all at once. Yeah. And then you can never make that same color. Like it, think of it like two color batches of carpet. Like it's it'll the never same be carpet, exactly the same. Yeah. It's just yep. like a little more red or just a little more, you know, of a specific shade or, you know. Yeah. It, it's we, just... we really got into that. So we have Spirit Sound and Light. I, I forget at this point. Do we own three refresh walls at this point? Yeah. I kind of forget. Um, but we went to buy, it was either another one or another two. I forget what it was exactly. But we wanted to be able to like make a giant screen. And you right. guys at the time didn't have the same, you guys didn't have panels from the pixel batch right. that our other wall was from. So we're like, is it going to work? Because like, right. yeah, they're the same color. Like the pixels are the same color they're not exactly the same and it doesn't become obvious until you put them right next to each other and you're like uh yeah what, and what's it's what's clear. different yeah and, it's like and, clearly and you, a different shape it's so difficult to edit that out and like right. fix that in the processing right. um and you so can you can you, you, you can it's yeah there's uh you're just adding things yeah. to the mix of making it harder yeah. and harder on yourself so i think we either waited or we talked with you guys to get um, panels from the same batch of pixels right. to make sure everything matched. Yeah, yeah. yeah no, we, totally. we always have a ginormous sitting inventory, but it's really mm-hmm. crazy how sometimes we have nothing that we can do for bigger jobs because it's yeah. like, yeah, we have all these panels, but they're not going to work together. Right. Um, That's I, so I know crazy. sometimes. Yeah, I know sometimes for bigger jobs, we'll do like a different color batch, say for iMags, yep. as like, say, mm-hmm. giant center screen. In the middle flown and then two iMags that are different color batch. Like you can swing that. No one's going to notice. Yeah. But yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a whole different process that way. Uh, But what I was saying uh, in, in, in California, uh, we're using these 2.9 color batch 18. It's our newest model. uh, Mm. And we set these guys up uh, 16 inches off the ground. I got to the finish of the build. It's four, five rows high. I got yeah. to the fourth row and I looked at the ceiling and I thought, huh, that's not going to fit. <laughs> <laughs> I got real scared and I, I pulled out the tape measure. It's 20 inches, 20 inches from the ceiling, right? Our panels, 19.7 something. Literally oh like centimeters away from because everything's in centimeters for our panels, but yeah. everything it's centimeters away from hitting the ceiling. 
That's I, incredible. Like, like for perspective here, Tanner, um, it it is a panel that has uh, two little nubs that mm-hmm. connect them. You can Allen wrench those out. I Allen wrenched those to- out to make them fit. Like the pins that like connect the yep, yep. the the panels together. Yeah, I took that off the top, and then it was only being held by the latches to make it fit. That's insane. Like that little of a space. Like, That's insane. So do so they crazy. have to set that up every week being so close? So no, they said next week we're going to just drop it drop a few it. inches. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Um, which I said, this is going to be crazy to work with because we at 16 inches, which is a panel high off the ground, um, just about, I mean, um, it, it can clamp to the top of the truss, like the very last hole on the top of the um, panels can it's the bottom of the top row that clamps to the the truss well if you slide it down three inches now all the cross beams on the truss are going to catch the clamps weird and you yep. really have to like play with your clamps a uh-huh. different way so it, it just adds a thing to the mix but it's better than not being able to build your wall right no 100 percent. no that's so. that's super cool um Super cool. So when you are out doing a job kind of like that, so you're out in California, it's a church plant, they're setting up, tearing down every week. Obviously, you guys aren't super local, East Coast, mm-hmm. to go out right. and like support that technically. Um, yes. So yeah. what are your go-to like, and we'll kind of jump into the troubleshooting now, like what are your go-to things that you tell them, all right, if something's wrong, here's what you check first, like here are right. your action steps before you get us involved. Right, right. So we we set them up actually pretty nicely. We give them a install handbook, like here's mm. what you need to know about your LED wall. Uh, there's a troubleshooting guide in there. Um, mm-hmm. Some simple things that like I'm I do on call service a lot. A lot of yep. the calls we get picture and picture gets turned on this is when you do an overlay of like hdmi 2 over top of hdmi 1 and it looks like a facetime screen like you can see yourself yeah so people say yeah i got a big black box because (laughs) hdmi 2 is not sending any signal so it just sends a black screen they're like yeah i got a big black box like six or seven my panels went out i'm like okay you see that little button that says pip1 what hit what happens when you click that oh it's gone okay thank you you know (laughs) Like there's different problems like that that arise all actually. the time. Real easy to troubleshoot. Like yeah. pixels going bad. You get calls for that all the time. We do pixel repair and stuff. Um, mm-hmm. But whenever you get into the nitty gritty, like if you're trying to figure out, okay, is there a bad port? Is there a bad hub card? Like, yeah. Um, say like a, a string of panels go out, not a block. Like, mm-hmm. okay, that's gonna be you know either a port or a hub card because it's not getting signal. Um, mm. We can tell now between ports and hub cards because we do full redundancy, and I can explain that if you want. But yeah, um, jump into it. Yeah, yeah. So, so full redundancy. We spit like think of a zigzag, right? Yep. It's being flowed one way, like water's running down the river. Yep. Now, now we have full redundancy, which we plug a main data line into the other end. So mm. your zigzag now has two ends that are feeding both ways. So oh. say there's like a rock in the river that's blocking the flow the one way you're yeah. still going to get water on the other side of the rock even though it's blocking it because ah. it's being fed up the river too and like, i'm sure that helps you like pinpoint where your issues are if it's getting sent both ways right yeah and and the panels it's so nice because they have little um lights on the back that blink mm-hmm. and they give you literally codes so you could go to the back of the oh panel that's super cool i didn't know that and yeah and it's like it's like a quick like three bursts like da 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 
da da da when it's doing that instead of just like a solid ba 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 yep. then you can know okay those are running on redundancy and you can trace it right back into the line uh, this one's blinking solid this one's blinking three bursts that's where the problem's at that's and so that's, cool yeah so that's you so don't nice. even have to yeah you don't even have to do the software you don't even have to touch the processor to know that something's wrong with that panel mm. um and then you get into the nitty-gritty like figure out what's the hardware that's going wrong yeah um so yeah uh troubleshooting is just answering questions i feel like that's what troubleshooting is honestly Um, answering questions and knowing what questions to ask especially like when you're troubleshooting remotely like i know you guys do a lot of that like the call like they're like trying to facetime you and i'm doing some of that now with our our, uh tech support line um yeah being in texas like i kind of i'm the first line on the phone tree so all that tech support questions coming into me and i'm like okay well they're like oh can can you come out and look at it i'm like well no (laughs) (laughs) i'm like two thousand miles away but like let's facetime let's go over what's going on and the the biggest thing that i've learned is like knowing what questions to ask like like what you're dealing with because they don't know what they're talking about 95 Mm percent of the time they're calling you because they don't know what to do like they don't know what they're talking about they don't know what things are called so it's like all right you could be like, for instance, like, hey, check the secondary redundancy port, like, or check these blinking lights. And they're like, what the heck is a secondary redundancy? Or like, hey, right. is, is HDMI 2, like, is it connected? And they're like, what's HDMI? And you're like, right. all right. Um, and there's, there are people that will yes, ask that question. Yes, like, it's I, real. You, it, you may laugh. I promise you, I've heard these comments before on jobs where I'm like, wow, all right, you really should um, learn more before you start doing this more because right but um no yeah knowing what questions to ask to get the answer out of somebody who doesn't know Mm -hmm. the answers to ask you gotta like ask it for them um and then kind of so that's like the dealing with the people kind of aspect of it um but quinn when you're so let's say you get you're actually on a job site Mm -hmm. um you have to call you you weren't able to figure out over the phone what's going on um, what are the first, what are the first things you do when troubleshooting? So let's say for instance, the wall is just not working. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, locate the issue. Um, and that looks like a series of things. The, the wall is just not working at all. It's just black. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, first things first, I walk to the back of the panels. I see, are the lights on? Am okay. I, am I getting power? So we have a light for power that just stays solid white. And then we have, blue that blinks and that's the code for the data so it tells us both um so if i am getting no lights i have no power it's a power issue yep um if i have just white light blue lights aren't on um there that won't happen actually it does like a really (laughs) slow blink but if it's a really slow blink it means i'm not getting data um so i check the connection of the main data line you know Mm -hmm. um so it, it's really answered that for the first question you have to ask is, is this a power or a data issue okay. or a software issue? So step one is power versus signal versus yeah. Versus yeah. Uh, power versus data versus software. Okay. Um, those are the three places that you could uh, mm-hmm. run into a problem. Once you answer that question, it just breaks into think of like Dropbox. If you hit one thing, it opens a folder and there's like yep. three more folders. Yeah. Um, so you start asking the questions within that. So let's run with us. Let's run with a data issue, for instance. Yeah. I figured um, power 
power your issues drop down box is either it's plugged in or it's not <laughs> the the, yeah. bra- the breaker switched or something like that yeah the pa- i mean the panels do run on a power supply mm-hmm. um but it's very rare that a power supply goes bad and when yeah. it does you know it's smoking it's like sparking <laughs> like it's a real it's issue. on fire yeah <laughs> where's <Literally>. the <laughs> where, where, where's the problem at oh i think that upper left panel the one that's on <laughs> fire right now yeah right i think the issue's in there yeah the modules are melting off it's crazy <laughs> yeah. uh yeah but yeah it's mostly most things are data or software and i'd say software categorizes his data anyways um, yeah uh, and yeah so you just ask questions uh like loose connections are the first thing you check okay mm-hmm. you go to the panel if it's completely black you're looking okay well i have a huge issue because i'm running redundancy and main data um so i should be getting picture but i'm not you have mm-hmm. a really big issue so i'm i'm checking connections first for sure okay uh making sure that cables are plugged in after that um i would hop on to the processor and i would send the config file um mm. and which yeah. is it's it's this file that basically puts all of the panels in sync it just says like we're all speaking the same language essentially um yeah. that's i feel like that's layman's terms um, and then if that doesn't change anything, I'm going to hop onto the software itself, Nova LCT. Okay. Um, and I'm going to reconfigure the screen, which is placing the pathways onto the screen yep. and saying this panel's connecting to this panel that like you're drawing out the map for it to, to yep. speak, you know? Yeah. Um, and then from there, yeah, I, I would see what's going on. It's basically just the process of like, okay, get that in order, get that in order, get in the, yep. like, and it's just the a process and... of elimination, basically, when, right. it, when it comes to stuff like this. It's just right. work your way down, what like issues that you see most commonly, check those uh-huh. first, stuff like right. that. How often do you run into issues where it's nothing like inherently wrong with the screen or anything, but like you go back and you spend all this time working and it's like the HDMI at front of house or the output of their computer at front of house like got unplugged yeah yeah and like uh, you're like what the heck everything is working perfectly fine but there's still no signal and then like you, you uh-huh. spend all that time just to find out that like somebody stepped on the cord or something yeah i've run into that too many times man <laughs> and uh you know what i spent so i was on call on a saturday one time and i spent probably two and a half hours on a saturday with this mm. church that's getting ready for service and we we are checking every single data line, like going back to the wall, going back to the processor, like checking connections and like making sure that that feed is going through. I'm getting the blinking on the screen. Everything's working great. And yeah. then he just goes blank and hangs up after two and a half hours. And then he just texts me and he was like, we found it, it was the HDMI. <laughs> was like, oh, no. It was the HDMI. Oh, no. And I didn't think. And that was my lesson. Never again will I spend two and a half hours on a Saturday, you know, because I'll, I know yeah. now. Yeah. Like start like all the connections. Yeah. And that's what I was saying at the beginning of the podcast is you start from the source and like, yes, you know, make sure that all your bases are secure. Yep. You can't assume like what they're providing is working well. And exactly. It's my, you know, it's exactly. my product. So that's, and that's the, yeah. Yeah. That's the problem when you're doing servicing on a wall, you know, yep. you like, you think my wall is broken, you know? Right. Uh, like that's why they called me. The wall is not working. I, I've learned that as well. Cause uh-huh. I, either before I was in Texas and I was going out on actual service calls or, uh, just phone calls, um, 
I would always, okay, like this isn't working. Because they'll go, and again, mm-hmm. you have to keep in mind, they don't, 95% of the time, they don't know what they're talking about. Not right. No slight to them. That's right. why they're calling us. But no, like, totally. they, so they'll be like, hey, uh, th- this thing's not working that you just installed. And we'll be like, okay, so this isn't working. And then you start checking all these things about this, and you're like, well, it should be working fine, just to find out something like that. Like, oh, the HDMI's unplugged or something like mm-hmm. that. Or um, some the thing I run into a lot is like when churches can't get sound or something. And they're like, oh, right. man, something's wrong. And I'm like, okay, first thing, like I'm checking the amps. Like, are, are the amps getting signal? Like, what's going on there? Are mm-hmm. they outputting? What are levels? Did something get bumped? Like, are you, are you outputting out of the console? Like, wh- what do your inputs look like? Like, look at these, like signal levels like what's going on here and i i would i would spend all that time and then be like okay wait a second wait a second wait a second (laughs) go to your console like is there a dca down do you have the master fader pulled up like stuff like that (laughs) like the master dude the amount of times that (laughs) i have spent time on the phone with people troubleshooting an audio system and i'm like no 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 no. i need you to check this happened with a client not too long ago they were using Dante um, for a board meeting at their school, and they have an Allen Heath SQ5 mm. with a Dante card. Everything's patched via Dante. I went personally and set everything up the day before, set up, configure Dante. It worked flawlessly. Turned it off, turned it back on, worked flawlessly. So next day, he's working, he's doing his thing. I get a call, frantic call. At the Keep in mind, we are five minutes to show start on tour. Oh, wow. I think it was our first gig on tour just a couple months ago. And he's calling me. So I'm like on the phone with him running lights for this graduation. And he's like, it's not working. And I'm sitting there like literally doing two things at once, running the like playing LD and trying to answer this guy's <laughs> questions because I know like the board meeting is quite important and like he I, I do need to get him situated. So right. we're like I'm like talking over with all these things. It the we're we're in an arena of like probably seven ten thousand people just screaming because their child is graduating and right. I'm like can't even hear this guy on the phone. I'm like can you even hear what I'm saying right now? And all this like this whole thing keeps going on. And one of the first things I asked him was, is the main fader up? The main right, left, right, right, that needs to be up to send to your buses because they're post-fade. Like, I, brother, I need you to check that. And he kept going, yeah, yeah, it's up, it's up, it's up. And I'm like, okay, then this doesn't make any sense for this not to be working. <laughs> Finally, I'm like, dude, pan the phone, let me look at the console. And, it, dude, in a half a second, I, I, he turns that phone around and the, the main left right fader is all the way down and I'm like are you kidding me turn it up I'm like These dude, are the issues. dude turn it up on the right like oh my gosh. all the way you all the way to unity and he's like oh it works thank you so much and I'm like dude you just wasted 25 minutes of my time I'm oh. sweating bullets over here oh no but no that is one thing I've learned when doing troubleshooting is start simple yeah not yeah. not even necessarily start at the signal now in video that would make sense but like it when it comes to like audio and lighting start simple when you start troubleshooting don't mm-hmm. dig into like like i i had this issue actually on tour i'll use this and this was my screw up um i like pre-made our lighting um what the heck am i trying to speak to say uh the lighting patch i made it beforehand on onyx wrote it all down 
mm-hmm. um, made a little design with the numbers for each light, what DMX address they all had. Um, so I set all the lights up, um, address them, get everything powered, go back to the console, right, right. load up the file. Doesn't work. I'm like, what the heck? Why doesn't it work? Universe 2 does not work. Universe 1 does. Universe 1 was my face light. I was using a bunch of air, air, no. What do we, oh no, they were Monet's, um, big moving lights that like have framing shutters and everything. They're beautiful. Uh, Um, and then universe two just wasn't working. So I'm like, what the heck? And I was using wireless DMX. So my first thought was, okay, the wireless DMX signal isn't that strong. Um, and I didn't even think to check patching because I was so confident in my ability to pre-patch it and do it because i'm like i've been doing this for so long i like there's no way i screwed this up like i spent so much time on this patch and that's tip number two if you're trying to troubleshoot let your i'll say let your ego go Uh, even though it's not that like it wasn't like your ego per se but like Mm -hmm. don't be afraid to check something you think you did right right because I I start I start checking everything, dude. Wireless DMX. I'm checking the Opti. I pulled a whole new line, 300 feet of cat from front of house all the way to the stage in this arena yeah. to test stuff, and it's still not working. And I'm like, what the heck? The patch is right. So I start looking at the list, and then I look at the list again. I'm like, what the? And I'm like, oh, for some reason when I was doing the math, the um. And I actually had to rebuild the patch when we got there because uh, firmware update. And it was the stupidest thing. But right. when I was doing the patch, one of my wash fixtures was 16, like a 16 uh, DMX address profile. And I, for some reason, like was going up by 15 increments uh. on my on my patch list. So like it would have been right if I was just able to upload my file. Right. But I wasn't. I had to remake it, and then I went off the sheet that I made with the numbers, which were one off, which oh. made, and it was the first fixture in Universe Two. So everything just got gradually off, like more. So oh. the first one was off by one. Next one was off by two. Next one was off, and it just, it just got so much worse to the point where like the addresses weren't even close to right near the That's end of Universe crazy. Two. So I had to repatch everything. It wasn't the end of the world. We got to figure it out. But I was sweating bullets because I'm like, what the heck? Like this should all be working. So like, mm-hmm. th- I. That's the first thing that I check when I'm checking lights. I can speak a lot more to checking lights than I can audio and stuff, especially mm-hmm. video. I can't really do much about that because I don't do a ton yeah. of that. But like when it comes yeah. to lighting, the first thing you should be checking is your patch, especially right. if you're doing like live stuff where you're actively tearing down and setting up. Um, if it's if you're at a church and it's permanently installed, you know, that's a little different. Like your patch isn't just going to like magically change. Like <laughs> it's going to stay the same. Sure. Um, but no, like the first thing I, I've started checking is my patch because you just never know. You never know if you accidentally right, like right. one keystroke can screw you all up if you don't catch it. Um, yeah. So check the patch. And then um, so lights so kind of have. Yeah. Go can ahead. We take the, so yeah. Yeah. Just can we take it to the bare basic minimum? Yeah. Like, easy, easy mode. Mm-hmm. Um, what is a patch? A patch. OK. So in a lighting universe. Um, and I'll, I'll kind of try to explain this in a simple way. Um, it took me definitely a minute to learn this when I first started coming around lighting. So, and it's, I don't even know how to explain it. So it, and it's stupid cause it's called universes. So it sounds like science fiction. It's, it's not, it's a real thing. So lighting consoles have universes, right? So each universe has 512 addresses. 
Okay. Okay. That's a fact. Yeah. That's the same. I don't deny it. That that's the same with every um, same with every console. Same with every program. Five hundred twelve sure. addresses in each universe. Okay, and a universe is like a big room to hold these things. Exactly. Think of it like. Your 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 sanctuary has five hundred twelve univer five hundred twelve addresses, and when you add a light into the sanctuary, it takes in a certain amount of addresses. So let's start real basic. Your standard ellipsoidal, so like an actual light bulb with just a dimmer. Mm-hmm. It's just on and off. It just fades right, on and off. Right, right, right. That is one channel. So real it, easy. Yep, real, nice. real easy. So I I mount that. I plug it in. I send DMX from my console to that light. I, I set the address on the light as one, and then mm-hmm. in the software, I go, okay, DMX address one, this is going to be this light or whatever, and it right. just goes up and down. The reason, I, I don't know exactly why it works like the way it does, but it, it matters when you get into like moving lights because mm-hmm. um, they have like, not only do they have on off, like fade, like the light, right, but then right. it changes colors and each color is a different um, oh, really? address pan. is this like led lights too like oh yeah this is specifically for led lights so like oh wow on, so like a, a typical mover i think the at least the wash fixtures that i'm used to using are like 16 or 18 um addresses wow. so like one is on off and then there's a shutter and then there's pan tilt pan fine tilt fine so like wow. how like slow it can go and then all the different colors so like that's why the lights have different different addresses so right, right. um that's kind of what the patch list is for lighting so i'm like okay the this so it let's say to make this easy it, the, the the fixture that i'm using um has 10 10 addresses or i i feel like there's a better word for this and i'm not thinking of it has 10 addresses so you 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 patch it as address number one mm-hmm. so it now takes up one two three four five six seven eight nine ten and then right. you have to address your second light as 11. Right. Okay. And then 11, 12, 13, 14, And that's 15. what happened with your patching is exactly. like everything was off by one. Exactly. And it just gradually got worse and everything in the whole oh, patch was wow. off. That so nothing horrible. worked. Yep. And <laughs> the, so what's funny with lighting and so DMX is just a, a different beast, especially when it comes to troubleshooting. Cause you could have like a wire that's like not quite soldered right on the connector and it like mm-hmm. touches sometimes it doesn't touch. And like, it'll, the connector could be at the start of your chain and it could like only be the last light freaking out. Everything else works fine. The last light's just freaking out for no reason. Right. Or a light in the middle is working. And it's like, what the heck? So DMX is super difficult to troubleshoot like that sometimes. Um, so is that like the Christmas lights, like the middle one goes out and they all go out past that? Yep. Like, something like uh, that. Or the in, in the Christmas lights, when one of them goes out in the front and then there's this weird like four bulb section near the end uh-huh. that's out. And you're like, why yeah. is that one out? And then you fix one light and those work again. It's like, right. what the heck? So think of that like DMX. Like it doesn't even make sense sometimes like <laughs> what the issue is. I've, I've right. spent, I remember this one job we did. Um, it was a big conference and we had, it was like four lights. It wasn't even that difficult, but they were moving lights. They were scanning the room for the conference. Uh, like give it a nice vibe. Um, and one cable had a weird termination. And it took us hours to figure it out. We literally swapped lights because we were 
sure that the cables were fine because of what the issue we were having. We're like, right, it can't right. be, the, it can't be the cables. If it was the cables, this wouldn't be working too, and this is working, so it has to be the light itself. Right. It wasn't. It was the cables. It was the cable. It was like 1 a.m. I'm up in a scissor lift, like checking connections. I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. Like the ground wire was just like not touching. Oh my Great. gosh. I'm like, this is. So DMX can be a beast to troubleshoot, but yeah, I checked the patch first. Make, make, yeah. make sure what you have in the patch is what you've actually addressed your fixtures to. Because um, that's, that's the number one culprit that I've found. That's crazy. I didn't yeah. know it was so in depth. Like you just look at it and you're like, this should be easy. Like you just plug that light in, that light in. Yeah, no, it is a lot more complex than just like yeah. plugging it in. I think most people think like that. They're like, oh yeah, look at all the lights. They work. But like it, it takes a, like a good amount of um, designing and thought mm-hmm. that goes behind a, no a light install or a lighting yeah. rig. Because um, yeah. not only are you getting power from every light to every light, but then you've got to get, again, signal. Think of it like a, a video wall. Like yeah. e- each light's getting power and signal and that's yeah. it. And that's, that's, I mean, yeah, the same thing's happening on an LED wall. It's like, you don't, people look at it and they're like, it's a big rectangle TV, you know? And it's yeah. like super simple. And then uh, you go behind it. You don't, <laughs> there's a processor that's speaking a lot of different things. Yeah. And then there's 45 for this California job. There was 45 hub cards with 45 that's, receiving cards that are telling yep. 45 times four modules what to do, <laughs> you know? And yep. then times 168 times 168 pixels per module that's true you know that's crazy that are all being communicated to so there's so much like connections and like communication that's happening between this between lighting between sound like a guitar to a bass to it like once you get all those things plugged into a soundboard there's a lot of things speaking all at once in one hub that if if one thing goes wrong it's really hard to locate sometimes and the biggest problem is whenever you're doing like a service call for your company and you're talking to someone like you're trying to help them understand the language so that you can then locate the problem that you don't know where to look for you know like yeah there's like and and there's no reason that the customers should know like mm-hmm. that's what we're there for we're the professionals exactly. but yeah. getting that communication barrier settled to to work through and troubleshoot is is a part of troubleshooting you know yeah it's no, to, to communicate the problem you know yep so yeah it's it's a lot it's a beast it is yeah Tr- troubleshooting service. av stuff is i personally love it like it's honestly it really is yeah. one of my favorite things to do because it's great one i like have always had that problem solving kind of mind like i Mm -hmm. I enjoy that i enjoy solving the problem i find a lot of uh enjoyment out of finally fixing it and going "Ah, right right yeah i did it i did that um so like i love it i loved going on site visits um and and troubleshooting stuff um but yeah no i think those are all good tips for for troubleshooting start start simple um start with a sort like follow a path if you just start jumping in random spots when you're troubleshooting you're you're gonna miss stuff or you're gonna it's just start start at the input of your signal whatever you're talking about you can apply that to anything and then just move move down the line and just check each thing as you go but start simple do that and don't be afraid to check what well check a what you've already checked because sometimes you miss it or just Mm -hmm. check what you've done and think that oh that's fine that's fine because it's always that thing (laughs) Right. You're like, oh, oh no, it, it, 
it's not that. If you yeah. if you're troubleshooting and you go right away, you're like, oh well, it's not that. It's it's that. <laughs> right, <laughs> Ch- right. Check check that thing first. Obviously, not always. Um, but no, no, those are all really good tips for troubleshooting. I yeah, think that's really and, good. And like, I know we're going a little long here, but I wanted to just talk about one thing that can make your troubleshooting a whole heck of a lot easier, and yeah. that's cable management. Yes. You know, if you have a pile of spaghetti in mm-hmm. your data cables for your video wall. And then something know? stops working. Yeah. And you're going to be Find digging. the issue. <laughs> yeah. You're going to be digging through this pile of wires that you will just aggravate you. Like there's no other outcome but to yep. be aggravated, like sweaty, like because you're behind like in a tight space trying yep. to get into there. You know, if you have your, if you like cable management is everything like mm-hmm. and i'm sure tanner like doing more rental events like we're, we're install focused yeah and we do rentals but you do a lot of rentals and so mm-hmm. i'm sure you know like how important cable management it is yeah cable management is like almost one of the most important things when it comes to like av and production and all this stuff um so yeah i mean one of the biggest things is yeah troubleshooting like mm-hmm. I can't tell you the amount of times I've been in church, something goes wrong and I'm crawling behind a sound booth and I'm like, I, I don't even, I don't even know like where to start. And then I'll spend, so we did a lot of church, um, or a lot of church, <laughs> a lot of work at, uh, Bethel Philadelphia mills mm-hmm. out, outside of Philly and great church, great people love them. Um, but I have spent hours underneath their sound booth because it's just, years and when i say years i literally mean years of mm. people coming installing new stuff and just throwing wires on top of wires and wires oh, i mean it was probably like piling seven like layers yeah like literally like seven <laughs> or ten years of wiring and equipment behind their sound booth. so like i'm pulling out like like old um audio like rgb or sorry video old like rgb video lines <laughs> like like composite video right i'm like guys this is so old. Why is it still here? And they're like, oh, we don't use right. it anymore. I'm like, I know you don't use it. Like, you can't, first of all. Not with the stuff <laughs> right, you have. Right. Like, I, I'm fully aware that you're not using this. Right. Like, I, one, I just pulled the new SDI line back. So, like, <laughs> I, I know you're not using this. But, like, when the old installer, like, or when the new installer came and installed all these new TVs and stuff around your, like, church, like, years ago, why didn't they pull this out? So now mm-hmm. I'm having to pull it out to get new stuff through the through the tubes underneath the floor because there's too much composite video in the way. Right. And, like, I can't stress enough how much, especially in a church, it's important for, like, cable management. So to any churches who are listening right now, if, like, if you don't have good cable management right now, get a team of guys let, that know what they're doing. I'll preface that. Get some pizza. Right. It's important. Spend a Saturday. And just, like, rework everything. Right. Like, I promise you, like, clear off the desk, rewire. Don't, like, don't, like, re-terminate stuff. Like, use the wires you have. But, like, unplug stuff, untangle that XLR mm-hmm. line that you guys just threw on there eight months ago to get, like, an MD mic going. Yeah. And, like, and rerun it, make it nice. It, yeah. Just, like, flying all over the place. Like, take some time. Get some people that know what they're doing. Get some good grub. And just spend a whole day re redo like your cable management because when you do hit that issue or that snag it is so much easier to to troubleshoot when everything not only it looks so much nicer 
Um, and it's and just it keeps easy. it nicer, longer, like working longer. Yes, in absolute, some cases, absolutely, you know? it does, a hundred percent. And yeah. for keep keep us in mind for nothing else, like the, <laughs> that next integrator that's going to come into your church and install something, like mm-hmm. it makes their life so easy. Label your cables, right? Like, come right. on, people. If it's the MD mic, like label it MD on the XLR on where where it plugs into the microphone. And label it MD on the floor pocket. Yep. Because if, yep. if you're anything like me, how I did cable management in the youth center was I'd run everything in one line across the stage because we didn't have great like floor pocket situation um, or anything. So I had to run a lot of XLRs on top of stage. So I'd run all these XLRs in the same path, line them up, make them nice and flat on the floor. Then I'd gaff tape over top of them. But when mm-hmm. you go into a pocket, okay, yeah, input six is MD. I know that. But anybody else who knows that, the amount of times Eden called me and she's like, hey, we need to swap over the MD and the key mic i'm like uh yeah so grab six and eight and I'm like okay well that call doesn't need to happen if i label six as the md mic and i'm like right. okay grab grab the cable that's labeled md swap it with the one that's labeled keys like it just because yeah. you're not you're not in some instances like that you're not able to trace that wire because it's under tape so totally. like label your cables cable management i can't stress how important enough that is in installation but huge. to your original question um mm-hmm. in rentals uh, I'd say the biggest thing, w- one, you make a great point, longevity of cables. If mm-hmm. you just throw cables into a giant spaghetti mess, like, you know, somebody steps on them, jumps down from the stage, lands on right, your pile right. of cables. You know, you have the, maybe something snaps or breaks and maybe something gets caught somewhere because you just mm-hmm. threw it around and then it gets snagged or ripped. Um, you, you never know what's going to happen. Um, But I would say the biggest thing for cable, or at least in my eyes, when I, like the reason I do good cable management on event jobs like that is for the out. And if you've ever heard the term, it's all about the out. It's 100% true when it comes to rentals and production and live events. Like everything you do on the in, which is set up, you do for the out, which is laid out. So like so your goal clean hour exactly and a half, your like, goal is that terrible. bang you're you're out of there in thirty minutes an hour like you've yes. got everything torn down wire wrapped mm-hmm. on the truck and you're going to yep. get Little Caesars at ten o'clock at night right. like that is your goal or Denny's and that's Denny's is the goal Denny's yes. is the goal Denny's in an hour you don't want to be there the goal. you don't want to be there at midnight untangling all of your stage cable because right. you decided to be a dummy on the load in. And just yeah. throw things around. Like right. that is my biggest reason for cable management in the live event world is for yeah. the out. Yeah. And rentals, especially it's, it's a world of early mornings and late nights. Yeah. And so you have to be thinking about it. Sure. You might have load in at 5 PM before a 7 PM event or, you know, maybe a little earlier, but then the, at the end of the weekend, you know, the last event ends at 10 o'clock at night. And so you have to then tear down an entire video wall and tear down your lighting, tear down yeah. the trussing, pack mm-hmm. it all up into the truck, you know? Yeah, it's it's so important to have that quick, like, unplug. Okay, it's already zip-tied in a coil. I just do the, the run that I had. Exactly. Re-zip-tie it and go. Yep. So it's, it's, it's so important. Yeah. And I want to just touch on the uh, longevity, too. Um, like, yeah. you know even if it's in a place that someone's not going to step on it. Oh, I'm not going to crush it. Like it's not going to get pulled. Say you come in and you're pulling an SDI line um, out that Mm -hmm. you're not using anymore. Yeah. 
and there's yes. audio yes. goes out. Audio, some in audio goes out because you're pulling on this in this pile of spaghetti. Great point. Now Great something point. else goes bad because you're messing with that stuff. Yes, I have uh, run into that so many times on installs, yeah. and it yeah drives me mad. It I mean yeah. that it just happens. You kind of have to deal with that when you're a Navy integrator because right. you rarely can you trust the previous integrator. Right. Right. So, no, that's a that's a great point. It's a great point. So yeah, but, do yourself a favor. Take care. Uh, keep it clean. Yes. Uh, both at the booth and at the source. Um, yep. Wherever you keep your slack, keep it all in one place. Yeah. Make and it nice. Use uh use that Velcro stuff. I have some actually on my desk somewhere. Yeah, right here. So, so good. These, these things. You guys can't see it, but Quinn can. It's the little like Velcro things. Like, man, when when you're like have slack or something like that, or like you've got like ten cables all running the same path, like get get some Velcro every like ten feet and like Velcro that together. So then it doesn't just bunch out. Like, mm-hmm. like take time, set it up nice. Whatever you guys are like working with, and obviously you guys aren't gonna like reinstall everything. But like the stuff, the cables you use regularly make sure they're ran nicely like take your time it's gonna make your life so much easier i promise you will not regret it absolutely yeah nothing can go wrong there no but yeah well quinn this has been a great talk Um, very productive yeah i i think i i learned a lot from you so that that was really cool so i hope you guys learned something and can take something away from this episode um but yeah once again guys we'd love to hear from you um Shoot us an email, worshipproductionpodcast at gmail.com. Shoot us a DM on Instagram, worshipproductionpodcast. You can find us, worshipproductionpodcast, anywhere. Um, We'd love to hear from you, answer your questions, guys. We just want to serve you um, and just kind of aid you in the AV process or anything you guys want. Yeah. Send those questions. We'd Mm -hmm. love to answer them because we want to grow with you. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Well, We'll catch you guys next week. Yeah, we're out. (laughs) Let's go. Peace.